the Slayer is driven over the edge. Glory has dawned. I think it's pushed her too far into some sort of catatonia. Now she's helpless. You have to come out. Caught between reality and insanity. I killed Dawn. I killed my sister. And all new Buffy. <laughs> Welcome to I'm Not Wearing Underwear, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me. It's a weekly podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 5, Episode 21, The Weight of the World. We're talking about plot, we'll be talking about characters, we'll be talking about the phenomenon of Catatonia. So spoilers abound this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, probably other shows and movies. Sometime real soon, the barrier between every dimension there is will be torn down. So if you two want to fight, do it after this podcast, okay? Oh, welcome back. Uh, my name is Kelly, and I am here with my wonderful co-host, Stacia. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. Honey, Beat Me Pod is the original one-eyed chicklet of the kingdom of the blind. That's right. <laughs> What? Uh, and what does that what mean? Does that mean? Just, I don't know, but it sounds really cool. I liked it. I don't know. I like that line. Uh, we're here to talk about that line and more, all which took place in the penultimate episode of season five, Way of the World. The best season. Yeah. The best, the best second to last season. episode. Yeah. Uh, originally aired on May 15th of the year 2001, written by Doug Petrie. Uh, this is... Only 10 of 17 for him. I feel like he writes every episode somehow. He's yeah. always in my mind. I just All you got to do is make Doomed happen, and then you just remember that dude forever. Uh, last episode was Checkpoint. Next one will be Flooded. Uh, yeah. And then this was directed by David Solomon. This is 19. Nope. 9 of 19 for him. Last was Listening to Fear, and next will be Afterlife. Um, so, what happened in this episode? Uh, we picked up pretty much where we left off, except for Buffy being outside of the building. Now she is inside of the building. She makes a lot of moves for someone who seems immobile. Uh, but look, thank God they happen off screen so we don't have to explain anything. Yeah. Um, all of our friends uh, don't know what to do. They're all kind of flipping out because Buffy is out of action. Willow steps up to take charge very badassly and uh, says, hey, I'm going to go into Buffy's mind to bring her out of this funk. Um, so we have to all retreat back to Sunnydale. Willow goes to Xander on his apartment uh, with Anya and Tara while Xander takes Giles to the hospital because, hey, remember he got stabbed through the fucking abdomen with a spear? Uh, and Spike goes to go to Glory's apartment for reasons unknown. Okay. Um, meanwhile, Glory is having a bit of an identity crisis. She's hanging out with Dawn, you know, her, her in- captive, right, I guess is a good word. Uh, and having problems c- taking control of Ben. He just keeps to pop up willy-nilly and, and making her feel feelings she doesn't want to feel. Uh, and then Don tries to escape with Ben in, like, the weirdest, baddest way possible, is unsuccessful. Buffy luckily comes out of her little catatonia funk after Willow examines some dreams she's having. I guess you can call them dreams or episodes or whatever. And uh, we regroup at the Magic Box where Giles tells everyone the bad news. Hey, we're probably going to have to kill Dawn, which is an excellent end to a pretty bad episode. Let's just say that. Now, there are some firsts in this episode. I didn't write any of this down in order, so we'll just have it intermixed with our fun facts. Good. And then when it first pops up, we'll just be so grateful <laughs> that it's a first, because that is really important <laughs> in this show. Can't wait. Uh, so we learn that uh, 
25 years. 25 years. Glory has been here for 25, uh, 25 years. 25 Finally years. confirmation. After all this season of us going back and forth of how old has Ben? How long has Glory been here? I don't know. Nothing so makes any fucking sense. mad that there wasn't like a Tudor and Glory, Glory and Ben moment where they were like little peasants eating eel pies. Totally. Yeah. Mashed peas. I think that you're being a little anachronistic there. How? Well... You're talking about Tudors. Was, yeah. that, was that during the Tudor period, the eel pies, or was that the Victorian period? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. We should really uh, lock in your <laughs> England culinary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for saying anything. <laughs> but yeah, so it's. Wow. I, I thought it was 26 years for some reason. I guess I just decided 26 and not 25, but she does, in fact, say it. So, yay. Uh, another thing we learn in this episode is that... It's blood that opens the portal. Blood. Yeah. Blood. Doesn't really make sense, to be honest. No, because it's just. Why doesn't that make sense? (laughs) Right? Like, what does that mean? I mean, there's layers. One of the layers is if it's blood that opens the portal, then why didn't they know they were looking for a human? Totes. Or some sort of living creature, an animal or something. They thought it was like a log or a book or, you know, whatever. Obviously, it's not, unless it's a book filled with blood, which is terrifying to think about. Awesome. I don't know. And then the second thing is, I mean, the phrasing is, like, until the blood stops flowing. But, like, Dawn's blood never stops flowing. And I guess the idea is that Dawn's blood and Buffy's blood are the same blood. But, like, I mean, technically, the blood did not stop flowing because she's still there bleeding. (laughs) So... uh, Maybe we could change the phrasing on that. And the perennial, if they knew... Giles can't be the only person in the world that found this information out, which means I would think reasonably that the monks also knew this. Yeah. So the perennial, why make her a person? Yeah, why make her something uh, that can bleed? Or an animal, yeah. Why something that can bleed if you know that that's the whole thing? Again, a log in the middle of the ocean. Perfect. So that was disappointing to find out. <laughs> um, but sounds cool. It sounds real cool. The blood is going to, gonna. what does Glory keep saying? going to bleed you? I'm going to bleed you, little girl. <laughs> oh, God. Um, Things you shouldn't say to children. No, never. <laughs> so a very important fun fact. Joel Gray, Doc, is credited as special guest star in this episode, but only Regzi guest star in forever wow, and the wow. gift. What's the difference? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if you die on screen, you get to be special. I don't know. What but he didn't die, actually. He just got stabbed. I don't know. On that note, Xander stabbing Doc with the you know, big sword and the blue going everywhere. I think that's I, it's definitely in at least season six opening credits, and I think it might be in season sevens as well. This is not a fun fact. It's just a note for me because every time I see that in season six and season seven, I'm like, when the fuck did Xander ever do anything that cool? And I was like, oh, is this? Wow, I totally forgot. Because Doc doesn't die. And they really offer up this on a silver platter for him. Like he has been he has done nothing all year. And it's like here here's a sword. Yeah, really wield nothing. it. Do something fun. Do something cool. Cause you're incredibly boring. So there we are. Kind of a first. First appearance of Dean Butler, aka Hank Summers, since season two. I did not realize he was not in a single episode after season two, but that sounds right. And this is a pretty Buffy light episode. Uh, the scenes that she's in require almost no acting. So, can does anyone know why that there was a because she's still reeling from the body because she was shooting Scooby Doo. Oh jeez, oh, yeah. 
I'd rather watch Scooby Doo. Can I just say that? I would too. I'd rather watch Scooby Doo. They should have just put the movie in instead of this episode. <laughs> oh, it's just so much better. I've never actually watched those. Oh, they're good. Yeah, but, I mean, it's got Linda Cardellini in it too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We should watch them. Oh, and what's his name? Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I know him, but the. Uh, Lillard. Yeah, Matthew, Matthew Lillard. Lillard, that's one. Mm-hmm. So yep. the guy from Scream and Nice Punk, that guy. That was the final irony, I think. That, well, this. <laughs> Fuck you, y'all are thinking it. I guess when all was said and done, I was nothing more than a goddamn trendy ass poser. We can see Ben's room for the first and only time. His sad. He's Harry Potter. Room. He's Harry <laughs> yes, Potter Harry living Potter. under the fucking stairs. <laughs> again, answering some more questions about what's been doing. Yes, um. answering the questions that no one like. Why owns nothing but three sets of scrubs. <laughs> He's off, and he's can't get over the fact that he was fired. Because not only is he hanging on to his like ID badge and his scrubs and stuff, he also, while he's having his breakdown in front of Dawn slash with Glory, whatever, he's like, "My job, homie, you don't have a job anymore. You got fired. Like you really got fired. You really got fired. He cannot let it go. No. And we find out that Joyce was born in 1958, which means she was only like 22 or 23 when she had Buffy. So pretty young. That's my mom's age. She she was born in fifty eight as well, and uh, she was only forty three when she died. So wow, that's sad. Yeah, it's crazy to think that's like we're almost that old. Why would you say that? <laughs> we're not almost that old. <laughs> we're closer to that than one. Well, I can be the one on her one. Let's rephrase. Speaking of Joyce, in our little Buffy kind of dream sequence. The house that that they're in, I'm assuming, is the one that they had maybe in L.A. I mean, they could have moved a couple of times since she was a kid. But it's so cool. It's full of art and neat stuff that would make you think that the person lived there actually enjoyed art and had taste and interests. And it's really interesting. Like a gallery owner? Yes. So, <laughs> like a gallery owner. So what happened? Did she just decide, you know what, I really, I do enjoy art, but I would wish there was a place that I could go and make money from it instead of having my house decorated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, you know, when you bring home a set of African masks and they (laughs) ruin your empanada party by making your one and only friend an evil zombie god, maybe you don't like art anymore. You have no appreciation of primitive art. Do you think that's what did it? No. No, because it was like, what the heck? You confuse me. We don't know how many other masks had been there before. This could have been a recurring thing, you know. Yeah, maybe they had the experience in this house before her and Hank split up and moved to Sunnydale or whatever. Oh, uh, we have retconned Killed by Death, Stacia's favorite episode. Uh, Number that's my number one thirty-seven. That's my worst episode. If you'll remember, when we're having our story, our flashback story of little Buffy with cousin Celia, little Buffy's a brunette. When she was eight, her cousin Celia died in the hospital. Buffy was alone with her at the time. Yuck. Yeah, they were very close. Wow, and she was eight? And it looks like she's asleep. I should go call her father. I mean, clearly it's not going to be the same actress because, you know, we're four years apart now. Uh, But, yeah, Buffy of the past, the past past, was brown-haired. Now she's yellow-haired. Well, this is just Buffy's memory, so... <laughs> That's true. Not actually That's reality. Good. It's and just her perception of what happened. Not only is it a memory, but it's an implanted memory. Yeah. Oh so maybe real Buffy was a brunette when she was a kid, but the monks got her wrong because they're like, oh, she's blonde now. She was blonde as a little kid, so that implanted memory mm-hmm. made her and blonde. And Joyce works at a gallery, so of course their house has a lot of art in it. 
and yeah. Hank is a real parent and it's he would definitely show together. up. It's oh, all shit. coming together. It's all fake. <laughs> wow. Holy shit. All right. Well, there we go. We just solved it. The, the monks, monks fu- the, the monks, monks fucked this up. up, but this is so deeply entrenched in her mind that the monks were like, "We're okay. No one will ever know." <laughs> and now Willow's like, "I found it out." And if there were monks left, she could go and dunk on them, and she would, wow. and she should, but they're dead. So yeah, I can't dunk on the monks. No monkle dunkles because uh, they're all dead. They're all dead. Oh man. Okay. Well. Uh, I'd like to start uncharacteristically by asking you how you thought the episode was, Station. Uh, fucking awful. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, I think possibly the best part of this episode was the little ding sound every time Buffy put the book back. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was absolutely a highlight. <laughs> Just every time I was like, yes, that again. Put it back, Buffy. <laughs> want to swap. This book is really thick, and I'm not sure it's in English. The best part about this 45 minutes of television was a one-second sound of Buffy putting a book back on but the But a multiple one-second sound. True, okay. Because it happens over and over again. <laughs> so three seconds total. Yeah. Um. I mean, because in general, famously, for anyone that's listened to all of our podcast episodes, I'm sorry, um, I don't <laughs> like dream sequences or memory sequences or these like weird anti-reality moments i get that they're great for character building but like in general they just feel very like joss just thinking he's just the best so not a huge fan of all these scenes and then the other thing is the incredibly long never ending i feel like in some universe i'm still watching it alleyway scene between (laughs) glory and ben where they fight slash change at each other around (laughs) each other they just continue and they're just acting forward to the camera as if the other person is standing there and they're just running around in a circle because you don't want just someone standing statically, I guess, changing faces, but then it just makes them both look like completely unhinged. <laughs> it's the worst. The worst. Yeah, yeah you, um, first I thought when you were like, I'm sorry for anyone that's listened to our podcast, that's why I left. I was like, that's fair. Um, um, that is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you said while we were watching it, you're like, I was like, I know you were. She, we're going to like this episode because the dreams after, and, and you said that that was actually the better part of yeah, the episode. Yeah, it was the better part of the episode. The, the rest of the I episode, mean, so. I think of all the dream sequences, these are this is probably my favorite of them that I can think of. And I do think it was stronger than the Glory Ben scenes. I, the Glory stuff when she's not changing into Ben and she's talking to Dawn has some like interesting moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that actress a lot, but yeah. This episode was a rough one, especially for the second to last episode before the end of the season. Yeah. Or the yeah. Yeah. Uh Daniel, how do you how did you feel about it? I would rather watch Primeval, our last penultimate episode. <laughs> um I think this one's just really, 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 really disappointingly bad. I thought yeah. it was gonna be so much better. The coma thing was so stupid and so in a, just I mean, like you already brought up, how did they get her to Xander's apartment? Like, I want to see that more than I think I want to see almost anything else in this episode because <laughs> that's so silly. Her. It's so not, silly. Not only her getting to the car, he's driving. Ben's car is like a Ford Taurus. Yeah. It's like a Mercury something. It's just a regular sedan. There are seven of them. There are <laughs> one of which seven is of them stabbed. And one sad is dying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we'll just get in the camera, guys. We like, just yeah. strap Giles to the top. <laughs> I just yeah I, I mean, can't believe we just did that. It doesn't it doesn't matter because that 
little gas station's only about a quarter of a mile away from Sunnydale based on the times timelines they give us in this episode. Absolutely. Yeah, they just forgot about all of that shit, too. I mean, it's like, they, yeah, oh, my God, don't even want to, I can't even do that. Uh, the the Willow going through the subconscious, again, a good idea, like a fine idea. I thought it was effective, and I, and I, I feel like you can also like it better, especially if you don't like Restless, because Restless really goes off on so many different tangents. This one really sticks to the script, and it kind of groundhog days itself over, so it doesn't feel as, like, I don't know. You're not stuck in the mire. So that was kind of nice. And like we had slight changes and obviously Willow every time was like, I need to do something different. I need to do something different and get in her way and try to figure out more. And that all was pretty good. I didn't mind any of that. I thought the only good moments in this for me were uh, Spike revealing the Ben thing. What if we come across Ben? I don't think a doctor's what Buffy needs right now. Well, yeah, especially not one who also happens to be Glory. What do you mean? You know. Ben is glory. You mean Ben's with glory? With in what sense? They're working together? No, no. Ben is glory. Glory's Ben. They're one and the same. To it's everyone. Still funny. It's so, so funny. funny. And I still actually laughed every time Xander was just like, it came to Xander or whatever. Like, ben's that was glory. so funny. So, because they, they said it so many times. And now I realize why we say it so many times. <laughs> Um, the second best moment, I mean, was more conceptual. It was just I really, really liked the idea of Buffy being in her head and like that that the guilt that she feels over the relief that she would feel w- with Dawn being dead is a very powerful thing. I mean, that's really, really sad. Gloria will beat me. And in that second of knowing it will, I wanted it to happen. Why? I wanted it over. This is all of this. It's too much for me. I just wanted it over. If Glory wins, then Dawn dies. And I would grieve. People would feel sorry for me. But it would be over. I imagined what a relief it would be. And I thought Willow was the perfect person to be there and to just sort of like call Buffy on, you know, kind of that bullshit and and put her... And say, you know what? You are going to kill her. Like, everything that you're thinking is going to happen. But Dawn is very much still alive, and we can very much do this. All of that worked really well, so I like that. But there's just no getting over that fight sequence and just how long it took. And and I get it. We're at the end of the, the, end of the show, right? We have to do this. I just – this is one of those that I just – man, I really wish we had – I, mean, I don't know, flushed it out or just didn't do it. I mean, did we have to do it? Even the tower stuff that we're building – we don't really learn much about that. We just have a bunch of people milling about. Like, we, what what are they doing? What are we doing? I still don't really know. And I guess next time we'll know. But then I'm really worried about next week. Because, like, are we just going to do, like, a big lore dump? And it's going to be really bad. Is next week going to be bad, Kelly? This is my, this is what I'm nervous about. <laughs> There's a, this is not going to be worth it in the end. So enjoy me uh, along this tangent. Uh, there was this movie that I don't even know the name of. So we're starting off really well. It was, good, uh, good. Kevin Smith made it, I think. It was about these four friends that really loved Star Wars. Uh, and then one of them had cancer. And they heard that Star Wars Episode One was coming out. So they were all really excited. They tried to break into George Lucas's house to steal the film before it was going to come out. So that he could see it before he died. Um, and then they finally get to see, like, it's this whole, like, you know, Seth Rogen's there. Everybody, it's all really ridiculous. Sure. There's a guy who loves Rush and has, like, a spray-painted van. It's a whole thing. Uh, yeah, and every time he honks the horn, it's... It's great. Right before the movie, the very end of the movie is them, they're sitting down to watch it, right? And the one of the guy, the main guy who has cancer, was, like, been so excited to see this the whole time. He goes... 
pee, guys? What if the movie sucks? <laughs> and then it just cuts to black. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I keep thinking movie. about that. <laughs> Watching the gift next week, I'm just like, oh no. <laughs> what if it's terrible? Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, I. This episode was really bad. Everything you said is, is 100% right. I did really enjoy. Um, it's hard to call them dream sequences because they're not really, with the exception of the last part where Buffy's killing Don and, and Willow says, that never happened. That This doesn't happen. Everything else is a memory. So it's a little different than a dream per se, although the last part kind of is. But yeah, Willow, uh, when we had the two Buffies uh, during the, you know, she's putting the book back scene and Willow's talking to her, I was like, oh God, this is, I love this shit so much. This is my jam. This is all like, remind me of graduation day with Faith and just like, even with the music, everything. I was just like, yes, yes, this is what I live for. I wish we could just do this. And they did that that back and forth so well. Like, I just, I loved how they were just Finishing talking each other and, and each yeah. one of them had the lines. Like, you could tell that they filmed the same thing twice and it just felt really good and organic and it, like, really looked great. And, oh, it was so good. I really loved that conversation. It was short and sweet and did everything it needed to do. Yeah. So uh, kudos and to And I that, also agree sure. that the Glory and Don stuff was really good. I, mm-hmm. I thought, because, like, that's, when I think of Glory, I think of that Glory, the one who's, like, taunting but, like, weirdly has this edge if she's trying to k- take care of Don, but then, like, wait a second, I hate you. <laughs> just, like, mm-hmm. that kind of spike moment of season four where it's, like, does anyone remember? I hate you all. Like, mm-hmm. it's just really good villain stuff, like complex villain stuff. This body, it's just a rental, Donnie. Being human, it's like a costume for girls like you and me. Being something else, that's what we are. That's <laughs> just, God, Charlie Weber. I, I was kind of on the fence about him being an okay actor in the season, and then I was like, dear God. Like, he, he not only is not acting super great, but the dialogue is just terrible. Having them do that fight between the two of them, it wasn't even just... <laughs> I mean, it was standing in one direction for like facing the camera one way and then morphing into the other person and facing the camera the other way. But it's also just turning their heads left and right over and over again. I was like, what the shit is this? It would be so much more compelling if it was just one of them speaking as one of them. I feel like mm. you didn't need to do the morph shit. It seems so fucking hokey, especially when one of it like he we turned back into Ben from glory to just say like one word like. He says, like, because you're immortal, and then back to glory. I'm like, was that worth it? Did we not get the point? Did we need to? It's just lasted forever. The thing about the camera, too, like, you can tell, like, with the vampire stuff, where they're about to do the vamp face. Like, you can just see the camera. Like, they're using that weird 3D imagery or whatever is going on. And it's really distorting. It's so strange. And, And this one in particular was strange because when we got him, uh, Ben, changing one time, he was next to... Uh, to Dawn, like that might have been the first time that he changed, and like they were just standing next to each other, and Dawn like looks like she's on a terrible green screen, and the green screen oh. is Ben, and it's so. <laughs> I mean, because he essentially is one though. That's it's yeah. so weird, and then they they turn the camera, and then it's so weird because then he falls down onto the couch or whatever, and like that's when we see, and then it goes back to a normal scene, right? So they film him falling down, and like oh, the, the camera changes, and it's jarring because it doesn't look good. But with Vampface, you just kind of, you, you're, I don't know, you just kind of forgive it because it's quick. But they spent mm-hmm. a lot of time in this mode of going back and forth. And I just don't think I would have enough confidence in the technology to, to pull that off. And I don't know that it's necessary. Like I think you can oh, convey okay. what they're trying to get across without doing this effect. And 
what's really galling to me about this episode is it feels like there's so much filler. We're one episode away from the end, and this feels like so much. We didn't need to do that entire scene with Ben and Glory. Like, what did that fucking accomplish? She's Dawn is still captive. What did we What did we do there? Like, we just needed Ben to be evil, right, so that Giles yeah, could kill we needed, him. We needed to create enough space so that you can go. From Ben saying, let me rescue you and save you to immediately turning around, I'm taking you back to your captors. Like, you had to create that, like, little bubble to be able to accept that that's what Ben's going to do. But it seems so unrealistic because that 180 happens instantly. He goes from, I'm not going to let you hurt her, to breaking a bottle and saying, I'm going to cut her open. Like, what? In one line. One line. That's how fast we do a character turn. Like... I think that we could have accomplished that in the next episode with Giles in the moment way better and way more successfully than, than that. Yeah, but they needed to explain how Dawn ends up back with all the minions. She just never got away. I think that's the answer. <laughs> True. Glory overtakes Ben. Glory overtakes Ben, right? Or some, yeah. whatever. You know, it's, I mean, you could really explain it. Or the minions find them. I mean, there there is a thousand ways that... That she could have been captured. And again, I think that Buffy does this a lot, too, where it's like, oh, you're the bad guy. Like, okay, they Mm. they just make it very clear that like, okay, Ben, whatever the hopes we had are dashed. Like he now has threatened a child with a bottle and given her over to a minion. Like it's over. You know, we can't like him. It's you or the girl. I can't accept that. Accept it. I'm that stupid. So the whole thing, one of the times where Ben's during that scene that doesn't end, uh, he's like, I'm not going to let you hurt Don because I have a conscience and it's wrong. We shouldn't just kill Don because she's just a normal little girl. Leave her alone. And then through this conversation with Glory, she convinces him that she'll keep him around kind of, right? Yeah. Why would he believe her? He's desperate. Yeah. But I feel like he already spoke to the minions before and was like, yeah, my body's going to be disintegrated or disappear or whatever, right? When she goes, when she ascends or does whatever she's going to do. And they're like, yep. So why is he suddenly like, oh, maybe Glory's right. Maybe maybe she'll keep me around somehow. I, from my understanding, which is none because they haven't actually explained it, he's not going to exist. What is there for Glory to make immortal? Also, what is Glory going to turn into? Is she going to be... Claire Kramer just in another dimension or does she turn into a giant fucking monster? I need answers. I need answers. (laughs) I don't think you're going to get them. That's very frustrating. I don't know. I think Ben is an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems pretty clear he shouldn't be trusting Glory, but also I think at least the show show is trying to say he has no other options. If he wants to survive, this is the only, this is the only way. I don't think that's true, right? Like, in reality, whether or not he thinks it is one thing, but, like, he could actually make it so that Dawn doesn't get cut open and then Glory can't ascend, right? If he could but actually... But then he's secret- still tied to Glory, and if they are the way they are right now with, like, their personalities merging, that'd be awful. But who's to say Glory doesn't just disappear if she doesn't succeed? You don't know. Uh, I mean, and the, the, the minions kind of questioned... If that would happen, you know, when they had that long conversation with the minion before, there was a lot of that, like, what if, what if, what if scenario. And I don't think that they, I don't think anyone knows. No. But again, we haven't even established why 25 years and why now, like, all of that has just been like. Big day. It's happening because it's a, a thing. Big day. Big day. Exactly. A time and a place. So we, we <laughs> couldn't begin to guess. 
Yeah. We couldn't begin to guess because how how would we start guessing? I mean, who knows? You 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 know she's a god, right? So like, if she is a god, then surely she can save me. That's the assumption, I guess, right? I don't. And and obviously he must know that like Buffy's gotten her ass kicked every time, right? I mean, there's no way Buffy's gonna win. Oh sure, that's true too. You know, so Glory is the most powerful being here. Yeah. So you just kind of give up. Yeah, and I also wonder they kind of make it seem when they, we first cut to Glory getting like her fancy robe put on and stuff the minions are talking about like the beast glorification says acquired many goods in this lifetime or whatever is she taking all her shit with her yeah oh yeah (laughs) she's just moving she's doing the cosmic equivalent of you hauling all her shit to another dimension that's cool dear god I guess that I do love the idea of her turning into some sort of giant serpent monster but still wanting to keep all her shoes (laughs) is this what the poets go on about this Call me crazy, but as hardcore drugs go, human emotion's just useless. People are puppets. Everyone getting jerked around by what they're feeling. Am I wrong? Really, I want to know. We start this episode with Buffy being catatonic. Hey, what does that mean? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Segways. Segways are for losers who have time. All right. We just don't have time anymore. We don't have any time. Um... I can tell you in a second. Wonderful. Mm. That's what Catatonia what is. It sounds like a... A Spanish vill- you know, village. Uh, or it's also a, a Welsh rock band. Is it? What's the name of that fucking band? Catatonia. No. The, I always <laughs> want to call them the Knights. I want to call them the Knights of Byzantium. That's not it. Because they have a song that's Knights of something. Muse. Muse. They have a song that's like Knights of Caledonia or something. Every, so every time okay. I think Cat, you know, Catatonia, I think that. Catatonia was first described in 1874 by Carl Ludwig Kohlbaum as the Catatonia Oda das Spangensirensein. Is he Italian? Catatonia or wow. Tension Insanity. No, that's clearly German. Oh. I don't know why you're doing this. Clearly. I don't clearly know what German. the German hand motion is. Oh, uh, we know a German hand motion. It's not <laughs> We do and know what a German hand motion is. <laughs> okay. Come on, guys. <laughs> Um, so basically, and this is the thing that I would like you to keep in mind while I'm talking about this, because I found this very confusing until the very end of my research when I found one sentence that summed it up very clearly, which is, Catatonia is characterized by an inability to move normally. (laughs) Not to not move at all, but to move normally. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, keeping that in mind as we're going along, it's a fairly rare condition. You get about 20,000 cases a year. That sounds like a lot. I mean... Oh, there's like 8 billion people. Okay. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> uh, but about 1 in 10 people with severe psychiatric mental illnesses will experience catatonia at some point. And if you have become catatonic, you're more likely to have relapses of it. Um, it's also not considered a standalone disorder. Like the DSM-5 doesn't call it its own disease. It's just a symptom of other underlying conditions. So generally you try to treat the catatonia, but you also need to treat whatever it was that cause the catatonia. Catatonia presents in combination with mood disorders like bipolar or depression, schizophrenia, also autism spectrum disorders, also medical conditions like encephalitis, autoimmune disorders, meningitis, neurological lesions and or strokes, alcohol withdrawal, 
benzodiazepine withdrawal, uh, head injuries, and metabolic conditions like diabetic ketoacidosis. Mm. So, (laughs) again, someone who's in diabetic ketoacidosis, you know, kind of needs to be treated for that as well as their catatonia. I don't think Buffy needs a doctor right now. I don't think Mitch needs his comb right now. I think Mitch needs medical attention. No. (laughs) Never forget. No, what she does need is antidepressants. (laughs) So, I guess I'll just skip to that section now. Treatment. Antidepressants. (laughs) Specifically, benzodiazepines. Interestingly, it's called the lorazepam challenge by doctors, I guess. Basically, you give a hefty dose of lorazepam to someone with catatonia, and generally in 15 to 30 minutes, they snap out of it. And if they do, you keep giving it to them until it's completely gone. So what they needed to do was take Buffy to a doctor and get her fucking lorazepam. I don't think that's what Buffy needs right now. So (laughs) that... (laughs) Giles does, but not Buffy. (laughs) So most cases will respond to lorazepam or another benzodiazepine. If it doesn't, the next step is um, ECT, which is electroconvulsive therapy, which seems extreme, but I guess they sedate the person, and then you do, like, random electrical shocks and... That has been shown to be effective. If those two things don't work, they have other experimental treatments, but basically you're kind of screwed. You Damn. basically just need like 20 forever, 20, 20 forever. <laughs> I mean, I guess, forever. but 24 hour like care to take care of you. So it can last indefinitely? Yeah. Like it can last. Yeah. So it, it seems like it's, it's either like these like periodic things or it'll come back or you'll sort of fade in and out of it or it could just be. And that's oh, wow. just like a state that you're in. Um, so there's three main types of catatonia, a kinetic catatonia, which is the one that you think of where people just, they stop moving, they stop speaking, they stop interacting with like outside stimuli. Sometimes this is the phrase I kept, or the word I kept running across was like waxy. Like their like reactions are waxy. Like you could essentially pose them with a little bit of resistance. That seems to be what Buffy's. Yeah. Which seems to kind of be the same thing with Buffy because they could like stand her and sit her down and she was kneeling at one point. Like they could like pose her and then just, she would just stay like that. Other times with the akinetic catatonia, they'll assume a rigid position and you just can't move them. And there's like really unsettling pictures of people doing this where it's just like, obviously incredibly uncomfortable the other one the next one is excited catatonia which is someone who has like really frenetic energy they're constantly moving they might not be making sense um they're super impulsive they might be agitative or combative or like aggressive um and they might also mimic the movements of someone around them like a parroting motion and then the last one's called malignant catatonia, which is essentially when you've gotten to the point with the other two versions where it's like affecting your like physical health in the sense that you're like your blood pressure drops, your body temperature drops, you s- slow down your breathing because you're not moving. Um, you can get dehydrated. You can get blood clots if you're not moving. You can get pressure ulcers. Um, so those are all like longer, longer term symptoms of catatonia if you don't like snap out of it. Um, or they could get, like, deep vein thrombosis or pulmonary embolisms for not moving. Um, so, basically, it's a pretty serious condition when it happens. You definitely need medical attention. I don't think Buffy needs a doctor right now. Scoobies. <laughs> <laughs> Willow should have just taken her to get a fucking lorazepam, not dug around in a little brain. No, this is clearly more effective and easier. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the last thing... I. Thing So I had two questions when I was researching this, which is, one, does trauma cause catatonia? Like, okay, yeah, meningitis will, but, like, if 
something you, like this. If you experience something like Buffy experienced, yeah. is it reasonable for her to have catatonia? And basically, the answer I found is yes, in the sense that depression can cause catatonia. And if she is very sad and had a traumatic event, that could worsen her depression and thus bring that about. So I think that's the, really the only explanation for it. But it seems like there should have been an underlying yeah. cause that this would exacerbate right. versus just out of nowhere. Right. But, I mean, in her brain, she kind of does imply she's been really sad. I mean, her mom did just fucking die. Yeah. And there's a Well, a and she's so worried about Dawn, period. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Dawn is always probably, like, con- it's constant stress for her. And then it happened, right. right? The one thing you didn't want to happen happened. I mean, I, I can I can see yeah. it. I can get I get it. So that was my first question. The second question is, is what Buffy experiencing actually catatonia? Right. Because <laughs> there are other things that are very similar, have overlapping shock. symptoms with catatonia. Right. Yeah, like shock. Uh, one of the ones that I looked at was locked-in syndrome, mm. which is essentially the same idea as catatonia. But with catatonia, it's like Buffy where it's like, like the lights are on but nobody's home like people aren't really paying attention locked in syndrome is like someone who can't move but like they're like making eye contact with you and blinking but they just like aren't like physically responding and they're mentally 100 percent there right like they yeah. can process everything around so they're essentially them. like trapped in their bodies but they can't yeah so i don't think that's buffy again that's not what she's doing she's just checked out <laughs> A uh, big vacancy sign on her <laughs> <Yeah>. forehead. <laughs> the next one uh, was elective mutism. So mutism is one of like the symptoms of catatonia, like you stop speaking. This is basically you stop speaking in specific instances. So it was like, well, maybe because she's stopped speaking specifically right now as opposed to like her entire life. But usually this is... Um, children who will like refuse to speak at school but will talk at home or that kind of thing um so probably not buffy and then the last one i looked at was a kinetic mutism which is a neurological disorder so again not really buffy's deal but it presents very similar to catatonia so those are some other things that it could have been that it could have been but Mm. probably isn't so yeah Yeah. i think Charles was right even though he's not a doctor that she is in a catatonic state. <laughs> yeah. It makes sense, too, that the electric shock therapy, I mean, right? Because, like, your brain's all electricity. So, theoretically, if you just poke it in the right place with do a little jump start, maybe. I mean, I, I think that's the idea. Yeah. Although it's a pretty ex- extreme one. Yeah. 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 No yeah. Kidding. You Because just like any other kind of electricity, if you do the wrong part, it destroys the thing. Yeah. So. And it's apparently, like, really painful. Yeah. Thanks Catatonia. for that. You're welcome. That was great. Actually, I just realized that, was great. that we have chocolate on the coffee table and we have a bad chihuahua. I mean, it's got a lid on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's in a plastic container. It should be fine. I just want to make sure she drinks coffee right out of my goddamn coffee cup. She does. Catatonia. Yeah. So, Buffy, catatonic. <laughs> Seems legit. Seems like that Possible might Possible for relapses in the future, but we don't see yeah. that. Realistic? I think not. I mean, she does die. She does deal with a lot of trauma. Yeah. <laughs> she does deal with a lot of trauma, but she just sings her way she out. She never it, so gets on fine. antidepressants. Come on, Joss Whedon. No. Let Buffy be a positive role model. I'm glad you said something because, I mean, for me, it, you laugh at it because when she gets moved around, it's, it is kind of silly, but I guess it's not out of. You tried to keep the door open for one second. What was wrong? Oh, the door was open. Yeah. Why? Because Winnie, she was about to intrude. Oh. So? So every time they come in here. There's circuits music. <laughs> That's true. Anyways. That's true. Uh, 
Yeah, why can't Buffy just be on some SSRIs or whatever they're called? Yeah. Goddamn. I mean, the thing that was interesting, though, was basically everything I kept reading was, like, catatonia is mysterious. We still don't really know what causes it. We just know that, like, there's these correlations to these other things, but also, question mark? <laughs> Has anyone sure. experienced a hell god kidnapping in their sister who used to be a magical ball of energy? Also, recently, your mom died. Uh, yeah, that, I don't think that's in the DSM-5. No. Well, seems like a huge... <laughs> Area that needs to be researched. Plus, humans are are pretty prone to assuming the thing that happened most recently is the cause of something, sure. which makes sense because a lot of times it is. It's like if you eat poison and you get sick, it's like, okay, well, I'm pretty sure it was a poison. That's a, a, a fair one-to-one. But sometimes it's just like that's just the thing that happened to you last. But also you had, you know, diverticulitis already and you were going to have some kind of gastro event, whatever. You know what I'm trying to say? Like just because yeah, oh, yeah. this happened to Buffy Dog and a kidnap just happened to Buffy doesn't mean that that... Uh, correlation does not equal causation. That's the thing. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. Well, even That's this Joyce, it. you know, the Joyce imagery all over this whole thing, too, speaks to something much bigger than just Dawn. So mm. it is a total loss type of scenario. So, yeah. On that subject, what do you think, as we mentioned before, the other ones are kind of just memories, even if they're just fake, inaccurate monk memories. Um <laughs> The the one thing we do get that's not a memory is is Buffy seeing obviously the grave that does not exist in her mom's old room, uh, and Dawn crying on her bed. What what <laughs> what monkeries? I know that's what I monkeries? was thinking too. No, you let it go. You let that go. You said it. memories. I'm like yeah, monkeries. 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 Damn yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Why is Dawn crying? Uh, because, um, the boy at school thinks she's a weirdo. So you think it's something outside of, of Buffy at all, or period? Do you think it's just because Joyce is dead, maybe? I think so. Um. Yeah. I always just assumed Dawn cries a lot. <laughs> that's mean, probably that's also fair. true. That's fair. <laughs> I was just wondering if maybe, since this is Buffy's mind, clearly, that if this is supposed to be Dawn somehow knows what Buffy's about to do, and so she's crying... She knows so, Buffy's going to fail, so she's crying. Are you saying you don't think this is a memory either? No, I mean, it's, it can't be, right? Because there's no grave in Well, Joyce's... the memory of, of seeing Dawn crying like this? Oh, or I guess that's a good point. fabricated? I assumed it was only because Willow says that later, where she's like, this hasn't happened, like, this isn't real. And then she immediately goes to, to smother Dawn, but, like, this could be a memory up until that point, right? This could yeah. be. Yeah, well, I don't this could know. be part I, I of, assumed it wasn't. This could be part of the relief thing, too, where it's like... You know, I mean, it would be a relief, right? If this is a real memory right here, maybe this is like after they got home, after Joyce died and they fought the vampire and everything. So this is right after the body. She's sitting there in her own little state, you know, crying and Buffy's just sitting there by the bed. And then again, that idea of relief, like what if she was just gone, you know, and then she has so much guilt about what Joyce, what she did to Joyce. You know, she wasn't there, yada, yada. And I think in her mind, too, you can construe like, well. If, if she's already going to get taken from me, why don't I just take her, right? So then that the deep part of your brain is doing that terrible work for, you know, for you, basically killing her. I mean, that's I could see yeah. something like that being what her mind is doing. Yeah, it seems kind of like a put her out of her misery her kind of, of thing <clears throat> as yeah. a spin on her death is my gift is I should kill Dawn so right. that the world can't keep hurting her, kind of. right. Which is interesting that she's already, like, beat herself up for the idea of possibly doing that, which does seem like confirmation of that. Yeah. That she, at least for for one moment, like, she even said, like, her giving up. But, uh, yeah, I thought about killing her, not in a real way, just that thing, like, an unwanted thought kind of thing mm-hmm. that happened. 
But then, you know, Giles bringing it up, obviously, she's going to be incredibly incensed. And no, absolutely fucking not. We cannot kill Dawn. Even though, you know, moments ago in her catatonic state, she's Killing. surrendered to that happening. That is, is beautiful. That's good stuff. I mean, that's really good stuff. No. And I think we already deja this vu. I also thought it was... I don't know if this was intentional or maybe I read it incorrectly. When Willow was talking to her in the magic box in the in the dream state, uh, she, when Buffy's going on about uh, release, like I just thought it would be such a relief if I just gave up and just let it go. For up until she says, uh, people would grieve for me because Dawn is dead, like grieve because Dawn is dead. I thought she was talking about killing herself. It sounded so much like, I just want peace. I just want it to end, mm. which is all like suicidal ideation, not not like Dawn dying. Mm. Did you get that vibe at all? You just thought it was on the whole time? I did. Yeah, I thought it was on the whole time. Yeah, I thought it was on the whole time. I think there's definitely a sense, and this might have happened for Buffy with Joyce, and, you know, speaking from complete inexperience, if someone's sick, like, you have a sense of relief after they finally pass because you know they're no longer suffering. And so I think Buffy was kind of talking about that. Like, she's moving forward knowing it is inevitable that Dawn is going to die because she can't defeat Glory. So when Dawn dies, it will be a relief to know it's finally happened and she can grieve and move on and people will feel bad for her. But it'll be done. That's what But she, it'll yeah. be done. It yeah. won't yeah. be hanging over them anymore. Yeah, it makes total sense. And, like, when, when she brought her out, I just, like, and given the events that are going to happen, right, like, she is going to kill herself and that will be the end. And then when she comes back to, to echo those things, like, I was done. It was over. Yeah. Yeah. It just really felt like a, oh, kind of a premonition of that more so than mm-hmm. uh, even about Dawn at all. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I mean, it's nice that it works on both levels. Yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. It's a very nice little device in that way. Speaking of devices, what's in the box? Insert clip of what's Brad Pitt screaming. Oh, what's in the box? What's in the fucking box? What's in Doc's box? I don't know. <laughs> really? I completely forgot. Do you? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm trying to think. In the next episode, no the only items we use are Olaf's hammer. And the Dagon Sphere mm. that I can remember. I don't remember anything else that we use. They're really going to bring back those things on this last they episode. Sure that do. is, they sure do. That is outside of Buffy's realm of like. Well, comfort. I mean, just like we saw our original crazy guy from Real Me, he was in this episode too. He was the guy that they show welding and he takes the mask off. Same guy. So I was like, so much caring about continuity in this season. A ton. Jane's putting yeah, in the extra Jane. hours. She's just, she's got a little hat on and sunglasses, and she's just like, you need to get over there. You need to be in this shot. Yeah, zone. she has. we haven't been paying attention, but she's credited at the end of every episode as continuity, as continuity. specialist, <laughs> supervisor. <laughs> uh, any ideas? Do you remember? Mm, I don't remember at all. I didn't know it was going to be a thing. I mean, I know they're right yeah, now with that, but I have no idea what's in the box. Probably sand. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> why Man. fucking not why fucking why not? not honestly I mean, there's gonna be a lot of blood i mean if you're gonna if you're gonna kill somebody bam have some sand underneath soak that up <laughs> easy i wonder part of me is a little hoping that we just completely forget i really like, hope so not brought up at all <laughs> i think it'd be excellent i just can't imagine what it is anyway i feel like maybe it's like a knife or something oh man in a box? I mean, I guess why not? Why right? not? Why not? Who Fuck knows? It. I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. And well, he—I mean, he does cut her with a knife, but he would have to have the knife, and they, he no longer has the box. So I don't think. But it could be a different knife, I guess. Good knife to attack Glory. I don't know. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, that's what you're saying. I don't know if it's not. I, I have no idea. I have 
No idea. They should have cut um, his head off, though. I mean, what so are you guys So much for being doing? experts. Yeah, Just leaving, leaving him sitting there. Come on, man. You know he's not dead. Yeah. I mean, Spike should have known better too. This is really embarrassing for Spike on a lot of on a lot of fronts. He really fucked this whole thing up. He's leaned on this guy twice now in this season. It knows nothing <sighs> about him. Clearly, knows nothing, nothing. It's wild. I'm not gonna kill you. Not in the mood. What do you think that's about? In mercy, does your power lie? No, brainless. In torture, death, and chaos, does my power lie? Yeah, I don't really have anything else to say about this episode that isn't just yelling anyway, so we could just get to that part if you want to do I think, that. I think that's wise. Oh, wonderful. Cool. Okay, I'm going to start. The plan. Willow's badass master plan consists of Xander, you take Giles to the hospital. Anya, you look after Tara. Spike, find Glory. Check her apartment, but don't try anything stupid like payback. What the fuck is he looking for Glory for? If he runs into her, she's going to kill him. Yep. He's What is he going to do? Confirm that Don's still there? Not actually be able to change anything? What is he researching? He sees Ben's apartment. Everyone's like, great. Story. Okay. Ben's glory. What is it? Why? 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 Why send him to there? They need to know where Don is to rescue her. Is that really it? I think so. Well, that took all the wind out of my sails. He would, in theory, have to walk in, right? It's, it's a TV show, so he would have to he walk in. in a window. And then he would die. Oh, yeah, well, can you get through the window? Isn't she on, like, the 40th story or whatever? Yeah. He's a vampire. Turn into a bat. Who cares? He can't. I what, mean, what? I jump? wish. That's Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie lore you're trying to integrate into our television show, <laughs> which is a, a separate tree. entity. I don't care. <laughs> Some tall He's trees. He's got ways. Yeah. I'm Grapple really hook, fine. you know, just pull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was he, he didn't he use a grappling hook at some point? I'm probably just making that up. I don't know. I feel like Someone he can did. do this. Yeah. Someone definitely he did. did. Remember when he was like looking down on Buffy when he was like right before he got the chip or whatever, right? Wasn't there some grappling no, involved? No, he didn't. Oh, Riley probably did. Someone did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he did, but someone did. Bilbo Gadget Riley. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, anyway, R.I.P. Daniel... Riley. We're done with Riley. <laughs> <laughs> Not forever. Oh. Not forever, unfortunately. Can't wait. Uh, I mean, just to like my final thoughts on the whole Ben Glory debacle. Um, we got weird social commentary from Glory when she's like, you know, we humans are drinking, smoking, shooting our brains and destroying mm-hmm. ourselves. I was like, that's enough for me. And then with Dawn, <laughs> I just like going with Ben is literally stupid. And Dawn oh is God. way smarter than this. And if I was Ben, again, it's just a dereliction of duty where like I understand that you're going to turn back in and you did, don't think you're going to hurt her. But honestly, every time that you turn in, you just need to start running in the opposite direction of where. Because honestly, if, if you ran that way and Dawn ran that way, you guys would be gone. Like, I mean, you yeah. she would have no ability to find her again. Mm-hmm. And it's over. And it's yeah, done. why he went with her <laughs> yeah. is I mean, he should have, like, escorted her out of the building so and the punched all the yeah. Mon- minions. Yeah. And then at the doorway was like, run! See ya. Yeah. Run very far! Run as fast and as I you will, can. Find and, your sister. And because I love you and I and I don't want you to die, I am going to run the other way. So that <laughs> yeah. when I'm she... Yeah, taking Gloria as far away from you as I can get. Exactly. And it's going and to so... Pasadena. And so he's pretty shitty for not doing that. Let's be let's be honest here. But he might also think he might also think that he's going to be in control for longer. But we know and he knows. Come on. You are flipping back and forth by that point. Come on. You know, you've got seconds here. He knows there's no guarantee. No, there's no there's no 
gain for him to go with her. Like, mm-hmm. even if it was, he doesn't need to protect her. The minions aren't going to go after her until they know she's gone. And if you punch them all out, they're not wandering the streets. They only started to wander the streets because they knew she was gone. So it's like, there's no, there is no reason for him to go. Yeah. Zero reason. Except for all the plot demands it. Plot demands it. I wish, this will be my yelling thing, that instead of the horrible scene in the alleyway, what we'd had is Dawn getting knocked out and you get a fade to black and then you hear voices, which is Gloria and Ben arguing with each other. And then you see like the like camera uh, implications of like your eyes opening or whatever. It's all blurry. And then your face focuses on Ben yanking her up and saying like, you're coming back with me or something like that, as opposed yeah. to what we got. Yeah. That would have been way better. <laughs> but I think the problem the problem that we always come back to is that like I think that the show today like if they ever remade it and they tried to stay at least somewhat like this I think that they would be like you know what we don't have to be an action show I think that this does struggle at times because they're like we're ostensibly a fucking action show beat em up show we yeah. need mm-hmm. to, we need to have a beat em up so I feel like yeah. instead of doing something that nobody wants and nobody cares about because the show is so much bigger than what people think you know think it's supposed to be we shouldn't have done that. We just shouldn't fight anymore. It doesn't need to happen. We could literally <laughs> talk our way through this because you guys are so talented actors, talented writers. You could just do it. You don't have to. You don't have to debase yourselves. And they did because they thought they had to. Same with Prime Primeval. Primeval, our season four uh, penultimate as well, was the exact same thing. We had to have a big boss battle. That's just the way it is. So every time something dissatisfying like this happens, it makes me f- think a lot about comic books and how Joss Whedon was is such a big comic book fan and, and wrote for comics and kind of devised Buffy as a comic book hero. I mean, absolutely he did. And mm. so while it's like, I agree 100%, we don't need any of these elements, I think that for him, it's inextricable from the character. Like, you, you can't, it has to be there because this is supposed to be a beat-em-up show. And I do think that there are, you have to do it on some level. Like, I mean, yeah, her not going out to beat up vampires, I think the show is... Just DNA is different, for sure. Right. But it's like, we don't need these two fucking people to fight no. one another. Like, that's where I, we just don't need that. Gratuitous violence. No <laughs> reason for it. <laughs> where do the minions live? We saw Ben's little hubble. Where do they live? Probably in his closet. Probably. <laughs> under his three sets of scrubs. We saw more yeah. of them in this episode than we ever have. And the really oh, tall one who's like a weird shaman guy. Yeah. That was I fun. Know. So Got many minions. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I mean, I, and I'll piggyback on that one, too. That main min- minion that we hung out with for most of this year, he must have actually died because we haven't seen him since. They they have moved on Jinx. to- He's gone. Jinx is gone. So Jinx must have absolutely died. We got Gronks and Merc and Shaman Guy. What the hell? I know. Where's Jinx? R.I.P. Jinx. And he he carried so much of the show. And then they just like unceremoniously dumped him. And I just wonder like production wise, like did he sign on only for a couple episodes? And like, you know, it is what it is. But I just feel like that it's the same thing as like with the mayor and that guy, the dude who came into town, Luther or whatever his name is. I don't remember. Oh, Trent? trick right yeah he was there the whole time right mm-hmm. like he didn't have to be a certain character or anything but they like kept him so I, it's weird that they jinx kind of plays the same role and mm-hmm. i mean sort of but mm-hmm. why not keep him like what happened to this to this guy and you know i, I find it strange so or if they were gonna do that just not have the line of glory and be like fix him up that's all you had to do because he died we watched him die but they glory said go fix him up implying that he could be fixed 
And that fucks it all up. You just had to have him not say that. I want to believe that Jinx is back at the home planet, you know, you know, healing. He got Waiting ascended. For glory to come. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, he ascended. <laughs> Buffy is an ugly child. Wow. Excuse me. An wow. ugly child. Oh. Those bangs do her no justice. Your body did not want you to insult that small child. I know. That exactly. you're talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry, but like so, so bad. I think she's fine. I think she's a B plus girl. <laughs> her sunflower dress is fire, though. I love her sunflower yeah, dress. Yeah, me too. I think it was a nice nod to amends her shitty bangs. I just gotta say. <laughs> Can't believe they did this to two children. <laughs> One of them being Sarah Michelle Keller. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, you've good cheer. It's Christmas. Uh, Willow and Anya, so cute. Possibly the first and only ever cute moment between Willow and Anya, where she's like, "What do I do to take care of Tara?" And oh, she's yeah. like, "Just keep her calm or whatever." And then she's like, "Good luck." Aww, oh, yeah. friends. Our friends are friends. It only took Buffy going into a coma. Daniel. Speaking of friends of friends, I liked it when Spike called Xander Harris. Oh, did he? he you're not going to. You're not going to get Dawn back any way you slice it, Harris. Nice. It's like, eh, why are we calling him Harris? I don't know, but. <laughs> that's when you not? know he's gonna wield a knife later on <laughs> right he's gotten some authority yeah, Harris. So, <laughs> he's gonna get a sword <laughs> <laughs> reminded him of his army days <laughs> oh, no. that reminds me when uh, Don screams Alex in Tabula Rasa that's one of my favorite moments in the whole show just because it's so funny because his name is Alexander so it would make sense that his name would be Alex and since they don't know who each other are she goes Alex and I'm just like ah, his name that's isn't funny. Alex <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this, Kelly? Maybe what if Tabula Rasa also was not good? Because you talk about that episode all the time. What if that is I know, not good? I know. Okay, that one I is know. good, though. Do we, is so or sad. is it? Or is it? <sighs> it's so fan servicey. It like can't yeah, not is. be good, at least on that level. It's just, it's, it's a fun romp. It is yes. a romp. As you would say, if you were a cinema reviewer. Or if you cinema were a cinema reviewer. reviewer in the 60s, you would say it was a gay romp. It was a gay romp, yeah. Okay. It was gay. It was gay. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, I don't know why I wrote this down, but I'm going to say it. I guess I thought the line was really cool. I liked when Glory said, gods don't pay. There's a lo- She has a lot of good it's lines. Good. She does have, have a lot of good lines. But I like that one particularly. She was just kind of like unequivocatingly saying, I'm above all of you. This yeah. does not apply to me. There was a, Which is a, awesome. A really subtle one she said, too, where she was like, and I'm feeling kind of something, which, or yeah, which if you if you like irony, something like that, yeah, great, great butchering that I've done of that line that might have been good, but now we'll never know. Um, <laughs> did anybody what? else notice the alley cabbages? I don't know what just happened. <laughs> what? A what? An alley cat? The, a jellicle? Because jellicles No, can't no, jellicles. no. <laughs> do not ever say that word. <laughs> Which one was it? Jenny Any Dots, wasn't that one? Yeah, Jenny oh, Any Dots. <laughs> Dame Judy Dench, Ian McKellen, Idris Elba, they're in that movie. She's devolving. Her her review on, on the podcast was Ian McKellen and Judy Dench only have so much time to live. <laughs> and th- and this was what they decided to do. 
<laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> their this time is, is growing One of growing the last here. things they'll ever do in their life where they did that. It's just, goddamn. They got god that damn. check is what they got. They got that money for the kids. <sighs> Jeez. Jeez Louise. Yeah, anyway, alley cabbages. <laughs> I still, I don't, I what are you feel like saying? I'm having a stroke. What are you saying? Alley cat visages? <laughs> That's what I heard. Jellical visages. Yeah. Because yeah. Jellicals jellicals what? Oh, cabbages. <laughs> what? Don't, no, alley cat, alley cat cabbages? cabbages? No. <laughs> That's what we're hearing, Kelly. <laughs> you gotta help us out. Cabbages. Oh. There are cabbages in the alley for no reason. Well, <laughs> there's just a box with like four cabbages on it, and I don't know why. <laughs> oh my god. It's worth it. It was. Worth I have it. no. I have no shots of of this alleyway because I gave up <laughs> while I was watching this. I couldn't even bring myself to do it. So, I yeah, can't one frame longer of that scene is we do not need. No, we we will not get it. So no, we. I did not see the cabbages, Kelly. I cannot confirm that they were there. Well, they're real. So, I believe it. I believe you too. Same I have shit. one more yelling. Uh, another line of glories, which was sanctimonious meatworm. <laughs> That's so great. Good. That's great. <laughs> uh, so good. <laughs> I wish I paid more attention to Glory mm-hmm. and just took more notes on Glory because, yeah, these are great. She's so good. So good. And I just no, love that no, as a band no. name. Like, welcome to the stage, Sanctimonious <laughs> Meatworm. That's pretty good. That's really good. <laughs> okay. Uh, did Hank and Joyce just leave little Buffy alone while Joyce oh, had yeah. uh, Dawn in the hospital somewhere? There is no a guardian. Uh, That's the one thing they got right. The one thing the monks got right. Uh, Joyce is a bad mom. <laughs> Joyce is a From bad the mom. Grave. Joyce is a bad mom. <laughs> From birth, Joyce is a bad mom. God. No one yells at Spike for smoking in the hospital. He even does it right in front of a non-smoking sign. What a bad boy. Uh, Xander, he's been subletting from her from this whole time. Just another... Ben is glory, glory is Ben, doesn't understand, mm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, did you know glory is Ben and that we're a real podcast? And you can find us everywhere on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, uh, you know, those places. Also, we have a website, bbpod.wordpress.com, that has all kinds of show notes. So if for some reason there is a reference that Daniel's going to pull about alley cabbages uh, and put it in this episode, then it'll be because on our website. You can find a reference and click right on it. Also, alley cat visit no. us. Mm-hmm. That's okay, you're going to say Jellicle again, and we're going to get in fight. Uh, yeah, Jellicle Faces, <laughs> a.k.a. Alley Cat Messages. There's a whole song where they just say that word like six million times. Yeah. yeah. And a Jellicle Cat, because a Jellicle will, a Jellicle, I'm just like, I'm going to Jellicle punch you in your fucking face. Your Jellicle face. God. That movie. Oh, so fun. Jellicle's and Jellicle's And they all have ridiculous names, and then there's Victoria. What was I saying? Oh, yeah. Hey, if you like music and you want to listen to <laughs> all the songs all the, from Cats, yeah, <laughs> you can go to Spotify and find our playlist that contains all the songs on this or the Cats episode, playlist. which, the, yeah, there's no way there's not going to be a song from Cats on there at this point, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, but that's going to be a Beef Me. Beef Me. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> 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 Alley Cabbages and Beef. Beat me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans, season five. Please and thank you. Oh my god. Now that was fun. Oh, don't tell me that wasn't fun. 
God, it's been so long since I had a decent spot of violence. Because Jellicles can and Jellicles do. Really puts things in perspective. <laughs> We've come so far from our terrible starting days, and that's just like regression. This episode has really ruined everything. I think us. we, I think we're letting it all go because this is just not not good, and we're just really re. I'm reeling from the fact that it's not good. It's because it's. I'm scared. <sighs> For, I'm scared too. for next week. I am just... scared too. Shit, man. Okay. No, anyway. No, no. Did you keep track of the watches, Daniel? I tried my best. Okay. Thanks. Xander Construction Outfit Watch? No. No job. Maroon Jacket Watch? No. Dawn's Piercing Screams? No. No, but we did get Glory saying, get out, get out, get out, which was really pretty oh, great. Yeah. Again, didn't even pay attention. Chips Ahoy? Yes. Oh, because hitting Xander. It's, Hitting Xander was pretty good. Oh, ah, it was yeah. funny. I mean, Spike was great in this episode. Uh, Buffy has a personality. I said, yes, yeah, she has a cute sunflower dress. So, <laughs> but again, that's maybe a, a, mem- a monkery, a monkery or whatever. That's a so we don't know. Uh, because do we think Joyce would buy her that that dress? I don't know. I don't know what Joyce does. Uh, De Hoffman watch, of course not. Tara and Willow are in the pot again. Not a not a category anymore. <laughs> um, Michael Wicket, Amy Goth watch. No, we didn't do anything. Books a million, yes. Uh, Buffy keeps putting away the book, obviously. And then our demon dude, whatever his name is, is reading the Encyclopedia of American Association's first edition in his free time. Nice. Thought it was fake. Turns out that the Encyclopedia of Associations is a directory of national nonprofit organizations in the U.S. offering detailed information about associations in a wide variety of fields. Fields begun largely as a directory of business-related organizations, the EA... The Encyclopedia of Associations expanded coverage to include 17 distinct areas from public affairs to hobby and athletic and sports organizations. So I guess before the Internet, this is how you kept track of stuff. But he has the Internet. So why is he reading this book? I don't so know. So it's like a group of businesses that have existed for. Yeah. Or nonprofit. Yeah. Just like weird. Here's a softball team. So it's like a fucked up yellow pages, but for all history. I don't know. Huh. I don't know. You can still get it. There's a website that offers them. Oh. You can just download them now, which what's the p- point of it anymore? I don't know. <laughs> uh, streets ahead. Uh, no, no more streets. We don't get a street name, but we do get this tower that they're building. So right. I wonder where we're building this tower. Also, I think it's pretty vague that they're building a tower. I know it's a tower because I've seen the show before. But otherwise, I'm like, what the fuck are these guys doing? I don't know. Oh, yeah. No. Giles okay. Biggest KO. Yeah, he suggests that Dawn needs to die. It's a tough look. Uh-oh. It's going to be a tough look going Uh-oh. ahead. So. Hopefully uh, that well, turns out well for him. The portal will only close once the blood is stopped. And the only way for that to happen is... Um... I think the only way is to kill Dawn. So we, we do have a moratorium on Willow and Tara are on the pot again, but... We do. Spike does ask if anyone is stoned and... Stacia did have to say, well, we know two of them are. So, (laughs) just going to throw that out there. (laughs) That's true. Well, thank you for the update. I think it's time to rank this sucker. Thank God, because I don't know how much longer I can hold on. Willow hack slash we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes. Hell yeah, that's a big fat 10. Willow magic's into Buffy's mind. Plus, she does that badass separate spell thing where she's like, I'm in charge now. Buffy's out. Uh, Giles. Level of Giles. He does go to the hospital for a grievous injury, which is pretty on brand for Giles. Walked out within an hour. That's great. 
and seemed to be fully healed by the end. He did wince a tad bit when he sat down with his cup of tea that he made by himself and his arm no longer slipped. Like, it was, he had to help, Xander had to help him put his jacket on and he didn't even put it on all the way because he was so fucked up. And then, next time we see the magic bike, he's like stirring his tea. What's up, Buffy? I'm great. Look at me. Flap, 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 flap. Everything's great. Dawn needs to die, by the way. Yeah. (laughs) 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 That was another moment of Xander bursting in. Did you know Ben is glory? So I heard. (laughs) 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 It's great. It's great. Oh, yeah. And I put advocates for killing Dawn, which is very not Giles-y. So I I had to give him a six. Monster of the week. Got to be Doc, right? He's our only real monster. Uh, I think that Joel Grey is legit scary. Mm. I like him. Oh, yeah. if they didn't do him dirty with the CG dumbass frog tongue, he's so him just like how do you not see this guy act and like turn like that and be sinister oh, just with yeah. his 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 whole body and then you're like you know what this guy needs a frog tongue that'll make him scarier. <laughs> they always Christ. go to serpentine things. <laughs> Damn it! So I had to knock him down to seven. But otherwise, I, I wish we got to spend more time with him. And like we do, obviously in the gift, and he's creepy because he's cutting up Don, which is you know. And yeah. he's like, shallow cuts. Uh, That's terrifying. Yeah, and the fucking frog tongue. Yeah. That wasn't good enough. We had to frog tongue. So I gave <laughs> well, him we saw his tail before. Tongue. The tail was yeah. subtle, though. The tail was fine. Like, yeah, I, I, this was just... And not only is there a frog tongue, but it smacks fucking Xander to the ground. I mean, that's <laughs> egregious. It's egregious. Uh, yeah, so seven for Doc... Dawn needs an adult. Well, she has a couple of adults, if you count she Ben does. and Gloria as two people. They're terrible. So <laughs> that's not great. But so, they're not great, so they're double not good. Yeah. She needs more adults. Four, in fact, to overcompensate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I would say the problem with her not having an adult is not really the issue in this episode, so much as she lacks all kinds of common sense and survival instinct. I feel like she could have run away multiple times or tried to escape or even tried to, like, manipulate glory in some way do something she just cried and then fell down and cried okay just, what would you on. do if you were a 13 year old i mean she did hit ben on the head with the chain that was cool yeah That's but cool. then like you gotta capitalize on your moments you gotta come on man get out of there well we're but like, glory hey. turned in immediately so like she couldn't i think she was starting to run and then mm-hmm. it was glory yeah i know but even before i don't know i feel like when Gloria's like, oh, but hey, before, you want some yes. pizza? You want to watch some TV? Yeah. Be like, yeah, actually, could you go get it for me? Or could you go do something else? I'll be right here. I promise I won't move. And then try to leave. Like, try. You got to try, man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so I maybe she didn't need an adult. I mean, she needed the different adults. But uh, mostly she just needed a swift kick in the head because she did not even try to save herself. So I gave her six. Wow. Turtle. Uh, she got a swift dumpster in the head. <laughs> she did. And she, she did. got a broken bottle brandished at her. I know. <laughs> it's dark. Uh, relationship goodness or badness. Uh, everyone does do the plan, even if some parts of the plan were dumb. And uh, <laughs> they all do want to help Buffy. And again, Willow and Anya, adorable. But I only gave it a five. <laughs> Because I decided do science. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most positive relationships we've had in a long time. I get a five. (laughs) But I mean, Dawn is is captive. The world's ending. That's not great. You know, they need to help Dawn, and they are failing. Whatever. Again, I just disagree with (laughs) Ben and Glory being part of our relationship, goodness or badness. Like they're gonna bring that down, of course, because they're bad guys. (laughs) They don't get to be a part of this. Episode specific. <laughs> the only way is to kill Dawn. 
two out of ten. Of <laughs> <laughs> all the things to have picked. Because <laughs> I mean, it's a great, like, that's so cool, just on the face of it. Like, yeah. if we can pretend the rest of the 44 minutes before this didn't happen, and Agreed. you just get to that point, holy shit, man. Like, that's nuts. I mean, we kind of did that with Angel, right, at the end of season mm-hmm. two. But it was like, it was so, it was ambiguous. It was Buffy, if you can't get there in time, you might have to kill Angel. This is like, listen, I've read these scrolls. There's no mar- margin for error. You have, you're going to have to kill Don. Like, that's just it. And like, that's fucked up. That's great. That's crazy. Yeah. Two out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> <Just a good. laughs> 35 overall, 17 of 21 for the season. Uh, right above Out of My Mind, and right below Crush. So, mm. Okay. I put this episode 83 out of 99. Yeah. It is right below Out of My Mind and right <laughs> above Shadow. Two other yep. sucky episodes of the season. That's where mine was orbiting, too. Shadow was, like, right around there. Mine, yeah. too, yeah. Dang. Uh, so, if you... Let's see. Where are we... Dark, we have, where's Dark, Dark Ages? Is still in the uh, 40, yeah, no, 47, I'm going to guess. Uh, 47? Where's Dark Age? 46. Nice. So close. Nice. I mean, I have to say I'm nervous about this season because, like, it has not scored well. Aside from the body, oh, no. very low. I had that moment earlier. I was like, my originally I was going to try to rank all the seasons and then thereby association all the episodes within that season would be the best episode. We've heard your terrible yeah. ideas. No, no, no. Yes, no, no, no. It's all going to have to be score-based in the end. It's going to have to just be the point totals for all the episodes. Finally. No, I kind of want to see it. No, 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 no. I want to see Look, both ways. Saying, I, things have changed, and I can do whatever I want. So no. I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't want to admit that season five sucks. Yeah. It's not been good. It's not been it's good. It's not been good. It's been, good. It's been disappointing, good. I will say that. Vehemently, vehemently, vehemently. Yeah, I've enjoyed I've enjoyed being with my friends this whole time. Like I still, I mean, I love watching the show. It's still great. Like, and it's mm-hmm. it gets better just because they're growing up, and like I don't want to watch them be young again. Like I'm, we're growing as we're watching this in real time. That's a, that's a nice treat. I enjoy that. But yeah, Jesus Christ, these are bad episodes. And <laughs> I I rate I rank this at number one twenty of one thirty seven. Yeah, it's uh. Mm-hmm. One above Out of My Mind, which is number 121. <laughs> Listening to Fear is 123. Uh, Spiral is 108. Tough Love is 107. Shadow is 100. I mean, it's horrible. And I've got a th- number three spot for the gift. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to get it. We'll I don't know if it's going to get it. <laughs> That's so you funny. Know? We all put this like out of my mind. These are equal bad episodes. Yeah. Does anyone remember what that episode is? Yes, I know what it is. What is it? Oh, out of my mind. It's with Harmony. Harmony comes back. Yeah, Harmony um, says, oh. is it bigger than a bread box? It is a bread box. Yeah. Is it a sodding bread box? Okay. Is it bigger than a bread box? No. Four left. So it's smaller than a bread box? <laughs> no. Only three. Harmony, is it a sodding bread box? Yes! Oh, my God! Someone's blonde bear is a 20-question genius. And then when yeah. they try to, like, Spike uh, ho- takes a, a doctor hostage. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. That's yes. when Graham comes back. And, mm-hmm. oh, Riley's heart's going to explode. Yeah. Yes. Thank God. Yeah, that's the one. But, yeah, so the reason why this was below out of my mind is truly just because of the is it a sonic bed- bread box joke. Right. I was like, that's funnier. <laughs> that's it's better amazing. than this. Yeah. No, I. That one moment. I should have put that above this in retrospect. What do you mean? Your rankings are scientific. Oh, 
Ouch. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the truth, Kelly. What, what are you talking about? Changing? What do you mean, You're just going to fabricate scientific <laughs> data? Data? I mean, come I on. Feel get exposed. Out of here. I don't like this anymore. Okay. It's crazy, too, because I thought there would be so many high ones, and it's just the body forever, full for love. I mean, this still had full for love, family, good stuff. You know, but and I still love God. Triangle, and I really enjoy Checkpoint and like Triangle is forty six. Yeah, Buffy versus Dracula, of course. Open it. Yeah. I was made to love you is is good, and that's higher than Buffy and Dracula. Yeah, I mean, some stuff is is good. It's just a lot of middling, but which is I okay. I guess. I think I this know. season benefits from being binged. You think? Yeah. I think it's. I think it's a lot tougher when you watch the episodes individually because, like, individually they don't really stand out, but all together it feels like a satisfying season. Because like, stuff's actually happening. Like, you don't feel the filler so hard. It's, yeah, yeah, like you, you're yeah. more connected to the emotional beats of like Joyce getting sick and Joyce dying, and then when that's like a sort of like a step away from you because it's been three weeks since we talked about Joyce's tumor or something, totally. and you're not like really in it like you were. <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's great a point. Good point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, even with this, I mean, like, how hype would you be to get to the end? I mean, yeah. even after a bad one, it's like, who cares? Like, finale. Let's, let's go. do it. Let's but, do it. Yeah. But we won't do it till next time. So, you know, it's, we'll, and hopefully it's good. When uh, I rewatched the episode today to, to make my notes and everything, uh, I watched it on Hulu. So it started playing the next episode, uh, started playing The Gift. So it just, I heard Giles say previously on and it, like, cut to Buffy. You know, from season one, I am. But I was like, oh, God, it's so good. Mm. So I really, really, really hope. I just hope it's good. I mean, you just got me on the hype train, and it doesn't matter. I'm on the hype train. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) Well, before we get to the gift, which, God, please be good. Do you have anything else to say about this stinker of an episode? I don't. Daniel? No, of course not. (laughs) Well, please join us next time. For the finale of season five, supposedly someone's favorite episode of this series. Ooh. Let's see if that remains to be the case. Mm. <laughs> for it to be the best episode of the series, it's basically got to get a 60, which is like a perfect score. So let's get out of here. Stacia, say goodbye. Goodbye. Daniel, say goodbye. Do you remember, is Beat Me Pod really stoned? <laughs> <laughs> Please join us for the gift next time. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. Ben's glory. Ben, glory. He's a doctor. She's the beast. How about we go one night without saying the name Glory? Ben's glory and glory's Ben. It's like this. So you're saying Ben and Glory have a connection? Yes. Did you know that? Finish Glory. So I'm told. Glory can turn into Ben, and Ben turns back into Glory. So, Ben and Glory are, are the same person? Is everyone here very stoned?